Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. I'm Jamie. We had another fun, exciting week not at the Ohio State House this week. I mean, it was right. sort of fun. It was kind of fun. <laughs> we totally messed with the security. That was that was the fun part. Thanks for being polite. They're not saying anything. <laughs> no, I really appreciated actually that they were so ready for you to do it, and then you didn't give them the satisfaction of it. It was actually one of the most satisfying things that's ever happened. <laughs> I mean, I've gone almost six months without being arrested, and I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> So anyway, to backtrack, um, so this week they, the House Senate had a hearing, one hearing, yes. pushed it through with one hearing. So they did sponsor testimony, proponent testimony, and opponent testimony all in one hearing. On the Down Syndrome abortion yes, ban. on the House version of the Down Syndrome ban. House Bill 214. Yes. So the sponsors went, then of course like Ohio Right to Life and a bunch of their people went, and then we had Gary Daniels from the ACLU. And then Alana Bell from New Voices Cleveland came down, which was really exciting. It was her first time to actually testify in person. So she was fabulous and wonderful. So um, it was great to have her there. And then, of course, I testified against the bill. And they were so just totally checked out and not really caring that nobody asked any questions. And they just passed it without. Right. I mean, this is like their eighth time hearing it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the state legislature has been doing this one and done hearings because many of these abortion restrictions have already passed through chambers yeah. previously. Uh, and so the statement to, um, to NBC from one of the house committee chairmen's last week was, I don't think testimony is changing anybody's minds. I mean, it, Legislators yeah. are admitting that they're no longer listening mm-hmm. to witnesses, yeah. Ohioans who come forward to testify uh, really on either side of this legislation, which is really a terrible spot for the democratic process. Yeah, it really is. Continue. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, one and done hearing, and then they so they passed it out Tuesday afternoon, and then it immediately got scheduled for the floor of the Senate that next day on Wednesday. So um, what was interesting was that the House has already passed the Senate bill out of committee. So it was sitting there waiting to go to the floor of the House when the Senate started moving their bill. So first we're like, are they going to pass both these bills? Isn't that one the less vague one as well? No, they're completely identical word for word. Oh. Last year's version was a little less vague. So one of those situations that we maybe were anticipating was there could have been simultaneous House and Senate votes on matching abortion restrictions, mm-hmm. separate bills, which both could have gone to Kasich's yes. desk. Uh-huh. And he would have either chosen one, vetoed both. Uh, or signed both. Or signed both. Yeah. But that's, that's not happening. The level Double of outlaw. absurd. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Completely and totally absurd. So for some reason, the House decided not to pass theirs, and that was why the Senate shoved theirs through the last minute. So went to the floor of the house. Um, 
And we had fabulous volunteers that Kelly organized along with Stephanie Sherwood doing fabulous arts and crafts again for us. Yeah, I didn't get to participate in the arts and crafts, but they looked really good. Stephanie yes. got I, I let Stephanie pick the t-shirts, so she got the cut she wanted, so they're like much nicer than what I would have picked. <laughs> I know, she did pick much like softer and nicer t-shirts than they I would have like just gone v- in and gotten the cheapest yeah, they had like, a crappy v-neck. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like actually flattering cuts on all of us, which was nice. And we spelled out Stop the Bands in our black t-shirts with a white font and it was really fun because like we walked in and everyone like was already on edge and like I'm just sitting there like crocheting a sock and they're just like oh clearly these women in coats very scary people they're gonna do something bad Mm -hmm. because I mean we last time we were dressed up and and we did shout shame 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 so Mm -hmm. I guess I could see like the concern but like we didn't actually end up doing that we just stood up and with our t-shirts when the floor vote came and spelled out stop the bands and some legislators didn't even turn their backs to look at us, and some looked us in the eye and yelled yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was funny. You know, I'm sitting in the gallery on the other side, um, you know, directly across from you guys, and two random people were just sitting next to me. I don't know what bill they were there for. And the woman who was sitting next to me when you guys stood up at the end was like, Yes, that's awesome. Yes, that's great. <laughs> so no idea who she was, where she was there for, but she very much appreciated the visual of it. And so did the reporters, because you guys all ended up on the Washington Post. So I think that was NPR fabulous. said we did civil disobedience. <laughs> that was the least civilly disobedient you've been, which is, I think, hilarious. So I think it's uh, funny. Yeah, I guess so. We really didn't break any. I mean, standing, they don't necessarily like, but I don't know that there's a rule against it. Maybe there will be soon. <laughs> there probably will be soon if there's not one already. It's the most civilly disobedient. Yeah, so. I was like... I- I feel like we were pretty tame compared to past actions. Yeah, well, I was thinking there was like very little disobedient part of it was where I was coming from more. Oh, we were very civil. Part. Yes. Right. So the, the the Senate passed House Bill 214. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty quick proceedings. There was yeah. only one uh, speech in support and in opposition to the bill. Uh, David Burke, Senator Burke, who was the chairman of the committee that heard it, spoke mm-hmm. really shortly um, Frank LaRose, uh, who's the sponsor of the other version yeah, of the, the bill, bill, didn't take the floor. I guess it's a little bit of a squabbling match between the House and the Senate over whose version <laughs> I, gets to move forward. I don't know. I mean, he's running for Secretary of State, and he's trying to be all like, look at me, I'm Mr. Like, let's restrict abortion. So it seems really weird to me that he didn't want to speak to his bill, but... Whatever. Right. So, yes, Senator Burke had to do it because he's the chair of the committee, and that's just how the process goes. Right. On the other side, uh, Senator Joe Schiavone of Youngstown uh, did, I thought, a really good job of representing the Democratic caucus in their opposition Mm -hmm. uh, to the legislation, explaining his reasons to not want to destroy women's access to safe and legal abortion Mm -hmm. care. Um, All of the Democrats voted in opposition to the bill. They all voted no, along with three members of the Republican caucus who voted yes. no. Um, Matthew Dolan, I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember them. Stephanie uh, Kunze. Yes. Stephanie Kunze uh, and Gail, Gail Manning. Manning. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they... 2012 uh, was the final vote count. I think. Yeah. Yes, 20 to 12. Um, so they, uh, several of them, uh, either this time around or the previous time, expressed, you know, listen, I don't think this is the right way of going about this. 
not necessarily a pro-choice vote, mm-hmm. but just a, an acknowledgement that this bill is... Quite frankly, a common sense vote. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A common sense no vote from Republicans mm-hmm. uh, who do not support abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Um, but And frankly, know. this is an interesting shift. I mean, you know, it's... it's I can't tell you how many times Mike Gonadakis has creeped up behind me in a various room in the Ohio Senate. He's the president of Ohio Right to Life and and been like, look at this. It's bipartisan with whatever they're doing. And we've seen that shift. So, you know, on the in, in the Senate, every single Democrat voted no, which has been the trend since Cecil Thomas was elected. Um, But he's from Cincinnati. Um, he was actually endorsed by Ohio Right to Life and then unendorsed because he voted pro-choice instead of anti-choice on all of the bills. <laughs> it was fabulous. Um, and if so, I'm right, he's made floor speeches against, supporting, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, supporting a pro-choice point of yes. view. So Yeah, I mean, he's fully transitioned over. And, you know, to see Republicans also then coming over and that the opposition is now bipartisan instead of the support for mm-hmm. anti-abortion legislation being bipartisan is a really big switch that we've been seeing in the Ohio legislature. I think that just kind of, like, speaks to how absurd and crazy these bills have gotten, <coughs> though, because, mm-hmm. like, if you're going so far to, like, get the Republicans on the pro-choice side, then what are you doing? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we did have one Democrat. I went back and looked after we were talking about it, Gabe. One Democrat did um, switch over in the House. Um, I think it was Michael O'Brien switched over in the House and voted yes. So it was a bipartisan, but we had actually more Republicans switching to vote no in the House. So more switching on our side than the, than the other side now. So Right. So yeah, so that happened on Wednesday. So the protest was fabulous and wonderful. People got really great pictures of it. It looked really great. Um, so thanks to Women Have Options and the Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice and Planned Parenthood for helping out on on that. It would make a fabulous Christmas card. It would. It really does look like a really fabulous Christmas card. We might have to do that. We might have to <laughs> at least do an electronic version of it this year because we did actually take a picture in front of the Christmas tree because, of course, the entire state house is I decorated think, for Christmas. I think next year, since December is always crazy, we should just like go in with the plan to make a Christmas yes. card. <laughs> and we, we discovered too late that there's actually a menorah outside, so we could have actually also done a Hanukkah card. Oh man. Was, like, that would have been great. I know. I discovered it after you all took the T-shirts off and were <laughs> back in street clothes. It's like, darn it. But yeah, so that happened. And then, Kelly, you want to talk about what happened yesterday outside while we all freezed our toes sure. and off? Yeah, Planned Parenthood had a really awesome action outside the state house when it was like 20 degrees. But it was sunny, so there's that. <laughs> you don't get, always get that in Ohio. No. So. Um, where they had a visual action um, where they had 20 banners for every attack and restriction that Kasich has passed since he took office. So these banners were six-ish feet, eight mm-hmm. feet. They were tall. They were yeah. taller than me. Uh, uh, and about three to five feet wide. And they, yeah, they detailed every single restriction that has passed since 20, 2011 mm-hmm. and uh, had like a nice little visual timeline. So it had like the bill name, the year it was passed, and like a brief description of what it did. And uh, we had a bunch of speakers, including you mm-hmm. and Rhiannon Childs from Planned Parenthood and Marion Clark from National Coalition? No, Harris. Marion Harris. Harris? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marion Clark is from Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate when people have the same name. It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Not yeah. like there's a million of us. <laughs> um, and it was it was really good. And I brought my winter protesting kit, which included 
tea and hot chocolate and the sign that said, get mad, raise hell, stay warm, because I'm a mom. <laughs> mm. Yes. And it was fabulous. good. And then Created Equal had their her, like cool little truck just driving around following us. That doing. happens. You missed one speaker, Ted Strickland. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ted Strickland, former Governor Ted Strickland was there. Yes. Just supporting us and being a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if I if I have time to edit it together, I'll have video of Governor Strickland's remarks, and I, <coughs> I asked him a couple questions afterwards. Uh, so he was very nice to to take a few minutes and, and mm-hmm. talk to us, um, showing what a good governor could be. It was really funny yes. because like I had no he just randomly shut up and we didn't know he was going to be there. I don't think he was there like as like a press opportunity. He's no, just like, he I'm just, just gonna go do what I'm supposed yeah. to do. Uh-huh. Right, and it was awesome. But it was funny because part of my speech was you know the women of Ohio deserve a governor who actually protects their rights, not takes them away. And it was just kind of really funny to have somebody who did actually protect our rights for four years. Funny or just really sad. Yeah, both. <laughs> Let's do the laughing and crying. <laughs> so yeah, so that was so that was fabulous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that one actually was aimed at Kasich to ask him to veto. So timeline-wise, what we're looking at, it takes usually a couple of days for the bill to get up there, up to Kasich's desk. So it'll right. probably go today or Monday. If it goes up Monday, they get 10 days, not including Sundays and holidays. So you wouldn't count Christmas Eve and Christmas because it's a Sunday and a Monday. But right. I think it takes us to like the 29th or 30th that he has. So basically between now and New Year's, he's got to decide whether he, once again he's going to screw over Ohio's women and cost the state possibly hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. Realistically speaking, I, I don't see him taking like the full allotment of time. I think mm, he gets to his no. desk and he signs a thing. He probably doesn't put out any sort of, you know, doesn't do like a press gaggle. Mm-mm. They'll probably issue some sort of statement, blah, 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 I'm pro-life, blah, blah, blah. Is yeah. he going to take his chill pill? <laughs> probably not. No sign of the chill pill on abortion. I feel like he needs a chill pill. Um, nope, I've forgotten the word that I wanted to use here. What I, my point is, I want him to shut up his butt. Suppository. There we go. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my basic rights. Nice. Yeah, you know, for for Kasich to say, let's take a chill pill mm-hmm. uh, on abortion. This is exactly the opposite. Uh, I I don't. You know, I, we're definitely going to do everything we can to call for a veto. Uh, and, you know, we absolutely encourage people, there's a link in the show notes, mm-hmm. contact the yes. governor's office, you know, demand that he veto this. Vetoes are neato. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> he's, you know, the only thing he's ever vetoed before was the six-week ban, mm-hmm. and that's because he was using it as a distraction and a media cover. Yeah. I'm a moderate. Right. <clears throat> this, yeah. This <clears throat> ends any sort of myth of the Kasich... <laughs> Yeah. Moderate. You mean mm-hmm. it wasn't the twenty or so restrictions he's already passed? <laughs> it's a, it's his own. Yeah. No. And th- and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I, there is actually one other thing he could do, just process wise, because I'm that not nerd geek. He could actually not sign it at all. So there is a complete total wuss way out, which. You know what? Wouldn't be completely out of character for John Kasich. Um, <laughs> Coward. <laughs> exactly. So he could actually just let it sit on his desk for 10 days. And if it sits on his desk for that 10-day legal period he has to do something and nothing happens, it does become law without his signature. So his inaction makes it law after 10 days. Honestly, that kind of cowardice is just kind of reminds me of ProMedica. I'm trying to be neutral. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. So... 
but he said he said before before this general assembly that he would sign this. Yeah, he's when in this was yeah. first introduced in the previous general assembly, he said, "Yeah, I would sign that." Yeah, as he was running actually for president right. in 2015, it was a CNN interview where he said it. So as he was trying to say he's a moderate, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll t- totally sign that bill." Right. He said he would sign the bill. He said he insists on exceptions for rape and incest. There is none. There's actually not even a life exemption in this bill. If you have a fetus that has a positive test for possible Down syndrome and something happens to you and puts your life at risk, doctors are going to be in a really weird spot of knowing that you had that positive test, but knowing your life is endangered and going, am I going to go to jail for saving this woman's life? That's what this bill will do. I don't think I knew that. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I know that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no life exemption, no health exemption, no rape and incest exemption. There are zero right. exemptions in this bill, which last year was okay because it said that the decision had to be in whole because of, solely because of a Down syndrome diagnosis. But this year it says in whole or in part because of. Well, last year it was okay because the bill didn't move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but now that there's that in part piece, what right. is in part? right. You know, her complication could be because of a, you know, compounding issue because of this genetic issue in the fetus. Comorbidity. Yeah. So, you know, very well could possibly be because of this possible diagnosis of Down syndrome that her health or her life is at risk now. Right. Um, So uh, Kasich has said that he'd signed the bill. He said that he yes. There's there's dogs downstairs. In case you're wondering why Kelly's making Are faces, they okay? they're fine. <laughs> um, so he said that he would sign the bill. He said that he needs exceptions for rape and incest. Mm-hmm. This bill does not have those exceptions. He's never you know insisted on them no. other than the six week ban. This whole cop out. Um, he said that people should take a chill pill on abortion. He did absolutely nothing through the legislative process to mm-hmm. slow the bill down. I mean, he he speaks out of both sides of his mouth. <laughs> all the time completely misrepresenting, Mm -hmm. you know, years before he said that he was, you know, just following the will of the legislature, the representatives of the people in signing previous uh, abortion restrictions. Mm -hmm. Then we found out that his office was writing those restrictions Mm -hmm. Ah! uh, in in past uh, general assembly sessions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, complete dishonesty from the governor's office. Yeah. 100%. Uh, So I have absolutely no expectations that he's going to veto this. Mm -mm. He's going to cowardly sign it into law, you know. Or not. (laughs) And make Ohio the next state like Indiana. It was interesting. LSE put together a memo on like how much legal lawsuits in other states have cost them. And for the last. What is LSE? The LSE is the Legislative Service Commission. They're the like lawyers who work in the basement of the state house and like write the bills and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, they actually said that on average since 2011, the, um, Indiana, the state of Indiana has paid $400,000 a year to Indiana's ACLU chapter. I mean, I'm all for like giving money to the ACLU. Everyone should do it. They're a fabulous maybe organization. Maybe not in that roundabout way. Yeah. But maybe not with our tax dollars that could be doing something like, oh, fixing maternal mortality and infant mortality or something like that. So, you know, I'm definitely pro that. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, so this is where we are on that. But that wasn't the only thing they did in the State House this week because it's December and it has to be nuts. Right. Um, they did actually in the House pass the six-week ban out of committee. So it still has to go to the full House, but the House Health Committee did pass out 
the six-week ban, um, identical to last year's, just as unconstitutional, actually just as unconstitutional as Down syndrome ban, because there's not like just a, a little bit unconstitutional, it's yes or no. Um, but um, so that passed out of the House Health Committee, and then the Senate, for some reason, decided to just up and do a second hearing on the Senate version of the fetal tissue disposal restriction bill, forcing women to bury or cremate fetal remains from abortion, which is totally not When workable. was the last time we saw this bill? The fetal tissue stuff? Yeah, like, how long have they been sleeping on this? Um, since the beginning of session. So, like, I think one of the first hearings and things were in January and February, and it's just been sitting there since then. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So it just randomly popped back up again. Right. So, yeah, so the state house was busy this week. It wasn't yeah. quite the, like, Armageddon we thought might happen on Friday, but still bad for Ohio women because Kasich's going to sign the Down syndrome bill. Yes. So yay! <clears throat> but the only so let's end on a good note because I rarely do that. They're done. <laughs> They're done-ish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll be gone for a couple of weeks now. They'll come back in January and probably do lots of other ridiculous crap because this yes. is the continuation of a Senate uh, session year. So the bills don't die; they will still all be there in January. So all these the method ban. The fetal tissue restrictions, all the six-week ban, all those will still be sitting there in January, and I'm sure we'll be talking about them then. Right. But we get a couple of weeks. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, the six-week ban, uh, there's the expectation by bill sponsors that they're going to somehow have, like, all of the votes for everything they've mm-hmm. ever wanted on that. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, the spon- I mean, to talk about something that's not on the agenda, the six-week ban sponsor woman who like ran the show and like organized it and introduced it the first time, Janet Folger Porter, just right. spent the last like month in Alabama for our favorite not Senate candidate down there. So um, right. she'll probably be coming back to Ohio, you no. know, all whipped up from losing horribly badly in that Senate race and supporting a pedophile. Right. And they didn't lose that badly. <laughs> <laughs> they lost way worse than I thought they would. I thought they were going to win by like five or six points. So Yeah. Um, have more faith in the people of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero faith in humanity. I've worked in politics for too long. <laughs> That's fine. As long as it doesn't just apply to people in Alabama. Oh, no. It so totally doesn't apply to people in Alabama. I would have expected similar results in a state like Ohio or any other state because people are just so in there. I'm a Republican. I can't do anything but vote for the Republican camp, which is what we saw with Trump in a lot of places. So, Right. But th- this, this was, you know, Doug Jones winning in Alabama um, over the guy who Donald Trump was supporting. Um, is This really is like the first big victory because we've had several others. Um, uh, the Asset guy in Georgia, uh, you know, where progressives put on a decent fight in a a race that they didn't think initially that they would win and came close. And there was a lot of discussion about, well, you know, we didn't win, but this is good momentum that we Mm -hmm. wouldn't normally have. And this is the first time we're having that good momentum actually did cross the line into a real victory. It did take a pedophile yeah. who rode a horse to the polls. <clears throat> yes. And uh, there's badly rode and, a horse to the polls. And there's plenty of people who like may not have like been outed as pedophile like as as a pedophile, but certainly hold the same values that mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Moore does. Right. But but we got to see many of them exposed as, 
you know, supporters of mm-hmm. Roy Moorishness. Um, and, and I, I think it has, it has, you know, branded the Republican party as, you know, clearly in support of things that are anti-Christian values, mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, a lot of us have known for quite some time, but your average person on the street is like, holy cow, look at the Republicans. They're supporting a, a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that really isn't that much of a surprise if you get really deep into evangelical culture, but that's not really a conversation for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, and I think, too, it's another, I mean, to go back to Kasich, it was really interesting because he actually the next day put out some statement about how, you know, thank you, the people of Alabama, really black women and men of Alabama, not the people of in general, but, um, for, you know, putting more women than men in that. Yes. And yes, that's why they went first in my listing. Um, but you know, he was like, thanks to the people of Alabama for putting country over party and watching the responses to that statement on Facebook when he put it out. There are a shit ton of people in Ohio who believe the same shit that people stuff that people, sorry, you're going to have to edit that out again. Radio edit. (laughs) (laughs) But um, really believe that those accusations were wrong and that, you know, the things that Roy Moore believed in, the racism, the homophobia, the transphobia, the anti-women stances, everything else that he had were stuff that should have put him in office. So he actually got pretty attacked from his own party on putting out that statement. Right. Which was hilarious. I mean, and he did it after the election. Yeah, I don't know that he said anything before. You're not applauding country over party if no. you do it after. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly just another media move to make mm-hmm. him look like a moderate. Yeah, so whatever. Exactly. It's all about making John Kasich look better. <laughs> I'm going to make my, like, 2020 goal just to be like, no to Kasich. I don't care. You pretend to be, I, anyone, who, anyone on my Facebook who's like, oh, he's a moderate. I wouldn't mind voting mm-hmm. for him. I will fight you. I will meet you in the back alley, and I will beat the crap out of you if you vote for Kasich. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ask me how I really feel. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, speaking of uh, non Back, I don't know how to transition from that. <laughs> Let's okay, talk about Toledo. In Toledo. Back alleys no more. Right. Mm-hmm. Back alleys hashtag no more. Ah, there we go. See, nice. Look. <laughs> so a very exciting thing in our office today. We got our Toledo yard signs in. It looks so, so good. Yay. Um, we'll put a link in the show note. If you live in Toledo, these are only Toledo, so sorry for everybody else. You live in Lucas County... Yes. In, the, in the area. Yeah, Toledo and the inner ring suburbs, Holland, those kinds of places. And if you would like a yard sign, we'll have a link in the show notes to sign up for a yard sign. If but you live in Lima and want one, I would deliver <laughs> deliver it personally. <laughs> Can we go up for Christmas? So anyway, so we... Um, so we have yard signs um, that are going to go up all over, especially around various decision makers who may be employed by or on the board of ProMedica Hospital and um, really try to make sure that everyone in Toledo knows that um, ProMedica is the one thing standing in the way of access to safe and legal abortion in Toledo. So the court rules against the clinic and ProMedica still says, no, I'm not going to sign a transfer agreement. It will be ProMedica's fault that that clinic closes. Yes. 
And, you know, they keep saying, well, we want to stay neutral. Well, you know what? Sorry about your luck. John Kasich took the neutral option away from you. You either don't sign a transfer agreement and are against abortion access, or you sign a transfer agreement and you are supporting access to critical health care services like you say you do. Right. So there is, there's not a third option there. There isn't a neutral. So, you know, if right. we've got a problem with this, take it up with John Kasich, but sign the agreement so that the clinic can stay open. Or your lobbyists. Yes. <laughs> you know, you pay lobbyists. Maybe Neutrality just taken off the table through a process that they're involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Maybe uh, they should have spoken out against it. Right. Oh. Uh, but so uh, that's the past. <laughs> the, the future is our canvas. Annie uh, is leading a second canvas through neighborhoods of Toledo. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, but it won't be the last. No, um, we'll do them in the new year too. So, uh, you know, Northwest Ohio volunteers desperately needed to help continue this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, link to sign up in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to be phone uh, banking, uh, active remotely. Yes, because I, I Toledo is not my territory, but I still want to support the like the folks, the people, the people who live in Toledo. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so we're having a phone bank on Monday, and it will probably not be the last phone bank. It'll, it probably will be the last phone bank of the year, but there's a whole new year coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have lots of fun things to do at my phone bank. Like I have phone bank bingo, and then Ooh. I have, yeah. And then I have a really satisfying clicky like prize wheel. Okay. Yeah, which there's a video of in the Facebook event for the. There is? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it the one where you spun it and got spin again? Yes. Or did you do it again? No, it's the one I got spin again. <laughs> so, yes, the fabulous prize wheel, fabulous prizes. It's, it's a holiday food. party, too. Yeah. Nice. Come yeah. hang out, do some phone banking in Toledo. Hang out with my baby. Right. Um, the last topic for discussion we've got here is Marcy Captor. What'd she say? <sighs> so, d- let's just Cleavage. frame this. <laughs> Marcy Kaptur is yes. So Marcy Kaptur is a Democrat from the Toledo area. Um, she is not a pro-choice Democrat. Then what's the point? Yeah, she is make she has made progress over the years, but she's still not all the way there. And she put herself in a really bad spot this week and set herself backwards by talking about how some. It now has come out as she was talking about another member, not a staff person. That's not any better. No, it doesn't make it any better, but that was, I think, some some reason people were like trying to defend it, doing this, but whatever. Talking about how this person had cleavage down to the floor, and I'm not quite sure how that works um, anatomically. My, my boobs don't go to the floor. No, not so, yet. <laughs> but um, and that that was why harassment happens. That women need to dress more moderately so that men stop harassing them. You know what that sounds like. That sounds like you don't want to be reelected. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a terrible, I, you know, a terrible take on the entire sexual harassment, mm-hmm. you know, which which is, unfortunately is not new. No, um, but to you know to get that line from a woman Democrat in a Congress, dino. yeah, a, a dino. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's. She's wrong. Yeah. I mean, you should be able, and a woman should be able to walk down the street naked and not assume she's going to be assaulted. Just because she doesn't have clothes on doesn't mean that you have, you know, the right to go up and assault her. If I see somebody walking down the street naked, naked, I'm just going to be bewildered, but I'm not like, I feel like I need to beat this person up. Yes. <laughs> so, I'll just yeah. be like, oh, that's not something you see every day. No. So the fact that, you know, men can't control themselves when they see women's body is not the woman's problem. Like, dude, what's your problem? Right. 
kind of goes back to the Mike Pence conversation we had a long time ago when we were talking about how he doesn't have he doesn't hang out with women who aren't his wife because he can't control himself. Money. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so that was what Marcy Captor said this week. Yeah, you know, and and I I think that there's room for different views on like dress codes and you know dressing appropriately, but there's a huge line between having views on how people dress as being appropriate and is that an invitation for, mm-hmm. you know, harassment. That's turning that conversation into their inviting harassment is where you you just cross the line from okay, you have an opinion to no you're wrong about this. Yes. And she just strolled into their full force. Mhm. I do think the concept of dress codes is very weird. Like, I understand that you should not be wearing a club dress to the state house, but I don't understand how we got to that in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, mm. Okay, so uh, let's <laughs> let's get it on. <laughs> what, you, what you got coming up uh, for people to attend? This Sunday we have Crafternoon, 3 to 5 at Holy Craft in Clintonville. Family friendly. Yeah, bring your children and make crafts. I'm going to be bringing air-dry clay and attempting to have my baby, like, not crumple into a ball and make ornaments for his grandparents for Christmas. Nice. And then I'm got, I've got a bunch of yarn that I've, I've, I'm making socks. So if people want to come bring some yarn and or other crafts, things, supplies, and hang out with a bunch of pro-choice people, well, I convince you to come to my phone bank the next day. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, so it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's at Holy Craft. Yep. Is, is it all just yarny stuff or is there like a set, this is the craft we are doing? Oh, I mean, it's, I, there is no structured craft as of now, and I don't think air dry clay counts as yarn. <laughs> <laughs> so bring okay. your stuff and come have fun. Just whatever you want to bring. Like if you're a cross stitcher, if you're a knitter, if you're a crocheter, if you just happen to want to carry around several pounds of air dry clay like me, then by all means. Right. We have tables. We have, there's a, there's a cat that lives in this shop. His name is Chunky the Craft Cat. Chunky the Craft Cat. Yes. Wow. So. That's fun. <laughs> okay. He's a, he's a quality cat. And and if people don't have like a craft to do sitting around their house, holy craft, I assume will be able to. Oh yeah, they have like a bunch of stuff in like their little like nook of supplies. Like there's just an absurd amount of craft supplies there. So if you don't have anything, some for some reason, you could probably find something to do. And even if you don't want a craft, just come hang out. Mm-hmm. Holy craft. Yeah. Okay. And, and then it'll be open too, so you can even do some of your holiday shopping. Yeah, come buy things. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, Monday we've got our holiday phone bank. Which we already talked a little bit more about. Yes. Information for all the events in the show notes. Yep. Cool. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back in the office next week with a pre-holiday podcast. Jingle bells. We'll try to not be here. I want rights. I want rights. I want rights. I want rights all the time. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a whole episode of turning Christmas carols into protest songs. That sounds like fun, Gabe. Nice. We can carol outside the governor's mansion again. Uh (sighs) See everybody next week. Bye. Bye.